I'm Helen Rabello. Welcome to the Turning Point Project. I believe that when you face a big transitional moment in life, you have to learn how to transcend your fears and honour the process, even if it gets messy in the middle. In this project, inspiring conscious creatives and entrepreneurs share their stories about how they used a turning point to move from a life that didn't fully fit to living in a more intentional way despite the messy bits. May these stories inspire you to trust your turning points and take a step forwards through your messy bits towards your more magical life. Today I'm talking to one of my favourite people in the world, the lovely Derry Llewellyn Davis, a man who is full of heart, who pulls no punches and who isn't afraid of extremes. And this is a conversation that you will not regret listening to because in our conversation today, Derry really did talk about the extremes that led to him shedding a vital aspect of himself so that he could move forward into a life he now loves. I was really humbled by this conversation with Derry. I'm really honoured that we get to listen in to him sharing his insights and I can't wait to hear what you take from this conversation because I guarantee it will touch your heart. On today's episode of the Turning Point Project, I am absolutely thrilled and honoured to have one of my very favourite people with me, the lovely Derry Llewellyn Davis. Welcome, Derry. Oh, you pronounced that so well. I <laughs> Thank that's you. The best pronunciation I've ever had on a podcast, Helen. <laughs> Bless you. I do my best. <laughs> You've been practicing that, haven't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> so, um, oh, Derry, thank you so, so much for agreeing to, to share your insights and your turning point moment or moments with us. I know you've had a few. So, um, mm. have you got something in mind or are you just going to see what unfolds as we chat to each other? Um, well, we let it unfold, but I think you know my journey better than most, and uh, I've had lots of turning points, and I think that's the point of uh, life and evolution is yeah. um, the turning points. And by the way, they're becoming more regular <laughs> as okay. time speeds up, which is very interesting. Uh, I just pivot more and more now because I'm that's more about releasing into the flow and just allowing it yes. to go, right? which means you will then pivot more and you will um, release more. But uh, I wanted to go, I think I'm going to be talking around um, Denali, actually, my experiences on Denali, because I think uh, that was probably my biggest and one of the earliest ones. Um, And I think there, to the point of the people listening to this, some of them may be new, some of you have been smashed around before, some of you might be experiencing it now, but I think the the first ones, the most brutal ones uh, and the early ones, Mm. um, those first pivots, those first releases are the most difficult. Mm. Um, I think they, I can tell you now they get better from there. They're they're still equally deep and equally painful, but I think you recognize what they are more as you evolve. Um, so yeah, I was going to talk about the Denali story. Great. That's a great, I love, I love how you've introduced and framed that as well. Cause that's, no one else has made that point that the first time 
mm. can be the most challenging because you know you're kind of you're doing your thing you're living life and suddenly whoa you realize that you're fallible and yeah. you can get knocked so um yeah so great let's let's go back in time and and share share that moment if you will or share what led up to it share whatever feels most natural to you in terms of where you want to start yeah i think if we, we go back now and this is going back quite some time um we're back to 2008 so this is a decade ago and it was very early on in my in this journey of mine and this evolution um and i think that the events leading up to it was very interesting i'd been on a the first part of my evolution pre it i'd already moved into the personal development world um, for many years and I moved and I was exploring the spiritual um, world a lot at that point too. Mm -hmm. So I was evolving. Bearing in mind I'm coming from a point where I was completely emotionally retarded. I think there was only there was only one way up from there, right? <laughs> so um, and I'd embarked upon my father had, had passed by then, so that was a big pivot point in my life. Um, and I was on what was called, you know, the Global Adventures Grand Slam. I'm I'm now on the adventure path. Um, very much so, and I'd have done a number of summits, and Denali was one of the biggest ones to date, um, which is the highest mountain in North America, a very brutal mountain, as you find out in a minute. Um, but it was life had been rolling. I'd been on a um, quite the journey. I had I've pivoted and been broken a couple of times before earlier on, but I'd, I was on a bit of a wave at this point. I'd been on a rise for about five years, um, physically pretty, you know, healthy and fit. Um, the adventures, I've been very successful at the Marathon de Saab, Kamajara, Kosciuszko, Albrus. So I was on a roll, adventures, my businesses were flowing. I was sitting on boards of many companies, you know, the, a lot of property stuff at the time. So and my property wealth, you know, I built up a multi-million pound portfolio at that point in my life. So to the outside world, you'd go looking good. Mm. Um, but the inside world wasn't quite in sync. Um, and... I think this was, and the pivot was for me, this whole point was leading to a point of shedding of ego. Um, and I had wrapped myself up, uh, got um, a self-inflated ego at this point, um, really had defined myself really in terms of wealth mm. and business. Yeah. So um, business for me was, was a, a key part of what I was doing, but I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I, I was building businesses to make money. Um, and I was building property to make money. And the money part of me is almost literally, the more the money came in, the more I self-identified with my ego uh, and the more worth I felt. Yeah. And I had, and I was very, despite I had the other stuff going on in my life at the time, um, you know, the adventures and training and, and uh, I had a child come along. I was my first child um, with my now ex-wife, who I still have a, a lovely relationship with. And um, that was, it was a big, my whole life, although I had a semblance of balance, and I'm going to talk about that balance piece later, I'm sure, because I don't believe in balance. Um, so uh, in, I believe in architecture. We'll come on to that later, right? Is Although I kind of architected quite an external um, world, I hadn't fully architected the internal. Yeah. And because I had self-identified and my ego had um, very much self-identified with wealth, business and wealth was a huge part of my identity. Mm. Um, then, uh, you know, my self-worth was attached to my net worth. Yeah. 
And so I came up to, to and now, you know, I was riding high. I remember literally I'd done a massive couple of land deals. I was in, you know, just walking out of, um, I remember the moments when it started to crumble. I was coming out of Savile Row, just had a new suit. You know, I like my suits. Yes. <laughs> in the day, um, I'd taken my then wife out and we just, we were staying in the Dorchester overnight. We were riding high, you know, it was an amazing time. And yet something wasn't feeling right inside. Yeah there was something missing, but then it all started to crumble. This was the beginning, this is coming into 2008. Now, if you understand business and property and you go walk back in time, you kind of work out what's coming next, right? The wheels started coming off the bus. We didn't know what we were in um, at the time. You know, little did we know that the banking collapsed, the property started to crash, but I was being pretty savvy with that. I'd already stepped out of a lot of the portfolio. Yeah. Um, but what we didn't predict was the banking collapse. I don't think any of us saw that one coming. Um, and the, the subsequent knock-on effect of that um, was just catastrophic. You know, it was dominoes coming down. Yeah. Um, I saw several of my peers that I knew, um, two of them stepped off buildings at that point in the next coming months. Um, I saw a, a, a raft of suicides of people I knew. Um, and, uh, and it just so happened in the midst of that storm, um, I was already pre-booked and pre-planned Denali because um, that's, you know, that's a, an 18 month running to plan that mountain. Um, and so, you know, I was literally facing ruin um, on the calls to lawyers, looking down the barrel of what does liquidations and bankruptcies look like? And then saying, let's fly to Alaska and climb the highest mountain, one of the most dangerous mountains in the world. So that's the pre-frame. <laughs> yes, so quite literally, life. Well, you wanted a imitating art kind of thing, but not. Balance, so I thought we may as well go deep. And yeah, go. yeah, no, definitely. Just wow. So that was the pre-frame. Um, now I had massive doubt about going to that mountain. You can imagine. Now I'm in probably one of the darkest times. I had had several very dark times before. Um, previously in, in business shenanigans back in that one. The previous one was in the dot-com crash. I was in that too. I was right in the middle of it. Um, I've got a habit of turning up in these places. Um, <laughs> but when you're you in, in. <laughs> And we're in the middle of the Brexit shenanigans at the moment. Yeah, so let's yeah. not get started on that one. But um, because I'm all in, in most areas of life, I'm kind of experiencing most of these um, things yeah. um, in a quite a deep way. So... Uh, I, I, it was one of the toughest decisions to go, but I recognized at that point, I went, you know, I'd already paid for it all. It was all done. I, was, I wasn't ready physically because, you know, I was so sucked into everything else. My, my health had suffered, my physicality had suffered. But, you know, when I say that, I'm still, compared to the normal person out there, I was relatively fit, just yeah. not really Denali fit. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I'm going anyway. So I went much to the dis, uh, destruction of my partners and everyone else because we were all like, we were all, everyone was coming down. Um, banks, you know, it was just carnage at that point. Um, and I just went, I just got to get out of here. Um, I just got to just, Denali was my getaway mm -hmm. to just reflect and, and just break away from it all and just get some sort of semblance of what's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, and so I went. Um, and little did I know what was coming next. So for those that don't know Denali, Denali is um, one of the highest mountains in North America. It's in Alaska. Yeah. Um, it borders on the Arctic Circle. And as a result of that, it's an incredibly brutal mountain, um, highly uh, technical. Um, 
it's we experienced uh, down to minus 50 and minus 40 you know minus 30 minus 40 was normal um so we were in one of the most brutal places on earth um and uh, not a place you want to be in when your mind's not in the right place either no no escape is there not on that one so no. uh and i think that's the very interesting one about this pivot in my life it's the it's the real shining the torch on physicality you know i'm about and I've been exploring so much deeper, and this is part of the next evolution of where my brand's going, is the, the subtleties and the nuances between physical, mental, mm -hmm. emotional, spiritual, yeah. how they intertwine. Um, and actually on that mountain, I went in physically trying to take on the mountain whilst my mental state and my emotional state was massively imbalanced. Yeah. Um, and that's just welcome to life. Yeah, you're not turning up at your best then, are you? You might think you are, but you're really not. And aren't we doing that in life all the time? Yeah, yeah, very much um, so. And I go, and the thing is, when you walk into that kind of environment, there, you know, life, it'll take you a while for life to knock you about or for you to work out what's truly going on, and there's a delay. Um, but in that environment, there's no delay. Yeah. Um, you'll just be, um, you'll be back pretty quickly, which we were. Yeah. So, um, um, so then, on to the mountain we went. Um, I won't bore you with most of the details on the mountain, but... Um, when we were up there and on summit day, we got shut down in one of the most brutal storms I've ever been part of. Um, I was whited out. I, I fell down the glacier, nearly killed myself twice. Had to ice axe arrest and climb myself back out. Um, it was, it will, I think that will, I've still got life to, life to go, but I think that will go down as probably the worst day in history for me. Um, and that's saying something for that, you. That is, that's, that's, well, I've seen some big things since, but mm -hmm. um that was brutal. That's when, you know, looking death in the eye literally that day. Um, and then the con consequently the next day failed summit bid. Um, we'd been on the mountain for like two weeks, um, you know, failed on that. Absolutely broken because physically I'd had, I just had enough to be able to give it a go at summit and I wasn't fit enough anyway. Yeah. So I was broken physically now um i was already broken mentally i had the sat phone taking legal calls on the mountain um to lawyers back home going now i know i'm going back home bankrupt um because we'd recognize the collapse the banking collapse was happening now um mm. and it was like this is done um this is this is bankruptcy uh, and liquidation and there i was at 18 <laughs> up on 18,000 feet um at the the summit base camp just a broken man yeah. um and i remember standing on the ledge looking down with my boot over it just saying to myself that's it i'm done um and i was prepared to take that step so and i and i remember i'll never forget that moment because it was quite peaceful to be honest with you i kind of a lot of people talk about letting go yeah and i don't think a lot of people understand what that is really at the deepest point um and in that moment i let go so literally you know um and i was done you know life i'm gonna take that step now the reason i was going to take that step was and you was facing bankruptcy and you was facing financial ruin which was one of my biggest fears by the way um as a businessman mm. and notice when your ego is wrapped up in one thing or you're totally focused on one thing be it business and money if that is then taken away from you what is left absolutely yeah 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 so um at that point, I then um, decided it was done because I was well insured. So my thinking was, I take that step, 
my insurances will kick in, my family will be looked after, my newborn child will be fine. Um, and um, although, you know, the bankruptcies will happen, I've protected the family. God. So even so, at that point, money still looks like it's crumbling around, you're still thinking about how you... Pretty strategic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking over to your family with... with with the way one way you can get money for them unbelievable and that was you know that was the big point and i let go and i literally it was total silence it was beautiful you know i think it must have been minus 30 that morning i was out of the tent early it was um in dawn no one was around i was literally facing down the glacier um and it was one step you're done yeah um it was quite it would have been quite a beautiful way to go <laughs> um and you know, and I was and I was doing it for all the right reasons. Also, I thought my ego had wrapped up its identity, and I was like, "This is that's this is the natural way out for my ego yeah, at that point." Where do you go? Nothing left. Yeah. yeah. So that was the point, um, and that was that was the moment my ego died. So, and now don't get me wrong. You know, we've all got ego, and ego is part of us. Mm. But that was where. I needed to, I think you were talking about questions to ask you, though, um, uh, you know, what do you do at those points? Or what do you think of those points in your life? And I was like, well, I was quite free at that point, I have to say. Um, I was done. Um, and, and I died in that moment. A little part of me did die, but it was the ego that died. Mm. I just needed to push myself to extremes um, in order for that to go. Yeah. And I recognized that that was needed for me. I'm quite a character and I'm a stronger man. And um, at that point in my life, um, the, the ego had attached so strongly. If I, I needed to almost break myself, which I'd done several times before, I, I, the ego had already started to un, unravel um, previously on, in Marathon to Saabs and previous encounters, but mm. not fully. It, it yeah, had taken yeah. full grasp again. Um, uh, and then... Obviously, I didn't like that step. Otherwise, yes. we wouldn't be speaking here today. But there's only one thing that brought me back from that step. Uh, and it was in the final seconds. Um, and I just remember seeing my little baby daughter's face. That was it. And I saw Arwen's face. And I realized I was, my ego had attached everything to money. And my ego attached everything to business. Um, and I was doing it for all the right reasons for the family. And do you know what? I was good with pretty much everything else. But I recognized my little baby daughter would never see her daddy. Yeah. And she didn't want money. And I recognized for the first time what true unconditional love meant. Because that little baby loved me unconditionally. There was no attachments to it. There was no money to it. There was no ego to it. There was, there was nothing. Just love um, for you. And she, uh, and I tell, at that point in my life, I think if I hadn't had my little daughter, I don't think I'd be here today. Yeah. Um, but she was the one that brought me back and she's now 11 and we have a very, very strong bond and we'll have a strong bond for a long time. Um, so, uh, but she was the one that brought me back at that point um, because I recognized, uh, and someone had told me, a mental figure had told me many years before and it stuck with me and it stuck with me today, said, Wealth is what you have when all of your money is taken away. Mm. And I thought, that's crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I didn't even know what that meant at that point in my life because it was when I was in my, in my 20s, I was given that piece of, of gold. Um, and it was that point that I recognized what I did have. 
Um, and that's when I started to unattach from money and business and all the rest of it. Um, and that's, and that's what's brought me back. That's huge. Well, I think that seemed Thank to be the one to share. That. No, that's, there is, there is so much we could unwrap around that. You know, we could probably have a whole series around unpicking some of the things attached to that. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that strikes me listening to you, um, to slightly go off topic to some extent, is um, actually my dad, I remember when my dad had to take early retirement from quite a high role in a company, a, co a corporate company, He's, he was an accountant. Um, and I can remember that he, it was like he completely lost his identity. Mm. He would dream about being locked out of the building. I'm sure he won't mind me sharing that. Um, and, you know, looking in the windows and he had no clue who he was. And I think, I think that was something that generation of men had across the board. Um, and, and particularly if they'd come from backgrounds where uh, I know, I know obviously your background, you're Welsh. <laughs> my, my dad's family were up in Wirral. Um, you know, there was always this, this drive to um, kind of, I don't know, prove yourself, raise yourself above your, your birthright, all that kind of thing. And the way to do that was to tick off certain things, achieve certain accolades and, and yeah, listening to you, it's almost as though a generation later, what circumstances have done for you is help you come to that realization so much sooner in life so that you've still got plenty of life, thank goodness, to, to then start building things on your terms. Yeah, but I don't think it's gone away either. You talk about that generation. And, yeah. Um, I agree with you. My father was saying, and, um, and you think we might have learned, but I don't think we fully have. Oh, uh, we're still in that society structure, aren't we? Um, this is where this word balance is an interesting word, right? But um, for me, uh, I'm, I'm more about blend. It's about, it's blending life, right? Mm -hmm. in, its, in its magnificent flows and its, and its great tapestry. But a big part of this, um, and this is part of you know, Diamond Life. The Diamond Life design is the pieces where we're, one of the pieces I'm moving next with the lovely Andrea Pennington, as you know, right? Yes. It's, there's a big part of the diamond which we go deep on, which is identity. Yeah. Um, and we're talking, yeah, we talk about the different areas of life, which is so important, and having that blended approach across all areas of life. I had that back pre-Denali, but it, this still happened because mm. you can be appearing to have balance but it doesn't mean your identity is balanced, yeah. right? There's different things. You can be looking at the wheel of life or the, you know, the different components of life and having all the tick boxes and doing your lists and all that kind of good stuff, right? And still be facing an identity crisis and ego crisis yeah. at any point in life. They're different things. Um, and that's a big part of what I was doing with the diamond was trying to get everything that matters in one place. It's the same as I did for business with strategy. It's the, mm -hmm. Um, I like exploring everything on a massively deep level and then simplifying it and yeah. synthesizing it. That's what I kind of do. Um, and I recognize for me, uh, is it's the roles we play in life. Mm. If you look at it, all of my roles were stripped away. My role as a, you know, a, a business guy, financier, angel, everything else, money man 
was which was where my primary identity was mm-hmm. when that's ripped away who are you yeah yeah right and this is again this is your father this uh, the um that whole generation as you're talking about i don't think our generate my generation has changed much that's that now i think we can i think we have hope and i think there's an evolution happening mm-hmm. but um i think um i think the women have woken up more yeah in this world and this is why i'm here on this podcast series and i'm i'm one of what two guys is it you are yeah and and, and it, that i quite i'm so glad that you came on because i i knew that you would it's like you can you can bridge you can bridge that chasm almost and you have a you have a beautiful blend of um well that is that ability to architecture and mm. you can do that in your language as well and you can um you you have a a gorgeous way to be able to speak to people in all genres of life and all levels of life and you and you reach them because actually you have lived it and you have breathed it and you are an example of someone who's come through some huge turning points and extracted the learning from that so that you can then use that to help other people navigate their lives and fully inhabit themselves in in all areas or move towards that never get there will we but we do our best (laughs) and i think this is you know i we're all here for a reason we've all got our you know our gifts to give and i think I've had to, I was the typical alpha male. Um, and anyone that meets me will see, still see little moments <laughs> of that. Um, uh, and I say it with a smile on my face. And, but I think because I was the rugby guy and I was being on the corporate boards and I've, you know, I've done all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a big part of my journey is to help bring the, the alpha males into the, to, to wake up. Um, because I think they'll listen to me. If I was wearing white robes and flip-flops, they're not going to listen to me, right? So, um, you know, I've had to be beaten around a little bit harder than most, so hopefully the, the lessons will get through, because I don't think things have changed, Helen. Um, I still look around me now. I, my, um, I have um, four people of my year in school have committed suicide, Gosh. my age, right? Um, I am looking around me, the suicide thing, and I mean suicide. That's a big step. Now, I, yeah. I, I've been on the edge of that step, so I know what it feels like, right? Yeah. Um, and the fact that we have got ourselves so wrapped up in our own identity that life feels worthless to us, and we take mm-hmm. that step, um, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is, and it's, ba- it's based in ego identity. There's a whole heap of stuff going on here, particularly in the male genre, right? Um, and, it's, and it's not right, because we have to identify, for me now, um, you know, business, I love business. I'll always love business, it's just part of me. Um, money, part of me, I don't even identify with it anymore. Um, sometimes to my own detriment, right? Um, I've just, I, I think I should focus on that a little bit more at the moment, if I want to. Um, <laughs> but I'm a father first. You know, yeah. I'm a father first. Um, my beautiful fiance, I am my partner first. Um, my health, my meditation, my connection to spirit. All of those things, I have multiple identities on multiple levels and they need to be nurtured constantly. Mm-hmm. So we're all, I think, seeking balance in our approach to our tick boxes and our to-do lists and our, and our areas of life. And I'm like, I, I don't get me wrong, I architect around that, absolutely. But I'm also architecting to ensure that my ego is not fragmented or focused on one place and that I can lose my identity that you know, whatever goes, if any one part of me goes or drops, I don't lose myself. Yeah. 
because myself is so much bigger. I'm part of a much more infinite thing. I got to remember, remember to regularly connect in. Um, and I, and I do, but it's that, you know, if we lose that, uh, and we've our test us out to our jobs, our businesses, whatever that may be, being, um, you know, being, if you, if you're just a parent and, and you know, I am, and then you lose your child, like, Oh, I can't even imagine that um, happening, but this is the this is the, the the world we live in, and this is why um, a big part of what Andrea and I are bringing to the world is really looking much deeper at this architecture piece, um, because there's a in a world where mental health is now looking like it's going to be one of the biggest health epidemics by 2021. Definitely, yeah. Like, what world are we living in right now? You know, we are in probably the most blessed world, the most um, privileged world, the most incredible world for opportunity, everything else. And, and yet we've got this mental health crisis. You know, it's, um, it's, it's so unbelievable out there at the moment. It's chaos. And I, I just want to try to bring a, if we can just bring a little bit of sanity around that, because we've just got to rebuild and, and re-architect our egos, our identities. Um, so we recognize who we truly are. Yeah. Yeah, hallelujah to that. <laughs> it's it's why I wrote my book. You know, exactly. it's, it's a very different way of approaching it, but yeah, it's essentially the same. It's 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 how we find ways to um, stop trying to fill the gaps with all that external stuff because it's all rubbish and it's none of it really means anything. And it is it, yeah, for me like. Uh, you you talked about connecting in as much as you can and really really staying present and your meditation is important to you and uh, and those things for me have become so much more important than everything else because everything mm. else stems from that really it's it's, it's just it's now non-negotiable and yep yeah and I think, but that's i think this is where again this is uh the part of the lessons we're bringing in diamond life design we are this meditation thing is very misunderstood um i think uh and i certainly was for me especially to the alpha male um i think the meditation i haven't got time for that what is that anyway i'm gonna sit there and just go on for 20 minutes and it's that and i i explored on and off meditation for 20 years um and it's only the last few years that i've really got my the depth of it the understanding of it the reason behind it um because i think i was you know being taught from the wrong from the wrong direction so um it needs to have context gonna, that's applicable doesn't it's got to have context and it's got to be woven in amongst everything else and, and the true understanding and it's not just do meditation in the the reasons and the why has to be much higher you have to understand where this sits in in the context of everything else yeah. especially is is what are you connecting into what do you believe in and what is that source and are you you know touch if you don't understand all that just sitting there and going quiet for five minutes although it would be useful for your mental state and i don't dismiss that and i think um if nothing else just do those those like mindful apps and all that kind of stuff that's useful mm. um but it's not deep mm. um, and therefore deeper you need to like anything in life your why needs to be way deeper for you to understand it absolutely and, yeah and it's like um i'm looking forward to andrew for you know dr andrea pennington very well and we are taking some of these teachings way deep now which i've been wanting to do for years i've just been very busy over in the business genre so i'm uh, i'm looking forward to taking these conversations deeper yeah and i'm looking forward to hearing that as well um so the question that comes to mind as i hear you talking about that and and i can't wait for that by the way 
I know it's going to be epic because I know you both pretty well, well-ish. Um, <laughs> but what, the question that comes to my mind is how, having, having gone through all these different turning points, having got to this point now where, um, where you're having so many realizations about life and what you're here to bring and, and how you bring all these different strands in, how do you, how do you do that and, and still maintain a healthy relationship with your ego? Oh, with ego, that's a good question. Okay. Um, I think, First of all, it's about architecture. That is the word I use a lot. Um, this is coming from a, a number of, I'm a member of a number of secret societies, if you want to call them that. So I've been taking the teachings of those over the years now um, for over 15 years. And I've been going really deep under the teachings of these societies. Mm-hmm. And all of it comes back to architecture. It's about you know, architecting life um, and in some, and call, you know, referring to the, to the God source, whatever you believe in. Um, and I, you know, and I mean, you know, I really, uh, whatever you believe in, I, I, I truly believe in God, a God, I'm not going to name it in, in this podcast. That's, that's, that's for me and your God's for you. And, and I honor and respect whatever you believe in, but it's that understanding of architecture from the highest level, because unless we're connected to something higher than us, then we're architecting, we're architecting within our ego. Yeah. Right. So, um, and that's the big, that was the big shift for me, um, a number of years ago, which is w- when you're just architecting within, within yourself, then that, that's for me, the, the wheels are going to come off that bus at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just understanding the wider context is, is, is so important and being humble to that. Um, and, and for me, I, to keep my ego in check consistently is I'm just in the service to a higher thing. And I know that now. Um, I didn't know that before. Whenever I, I go on the stage now, um, I know you've seen me in a number of times, but before I go on to any stage or before I go into any room, I may have a little prayer and just say, guide me. Because I know it's not me. Um, I've recognized that now a lot with my speaking is, you know, a number of these times I'm channeled more. I don't, I just go on to, I'm just like today. I'm just just flow. Whatever's meant to flow through me will flow through me, but it's not me. Um, And I don't think, you know, what are we at the end of the day in our very essence and our souls? So I think once you unpick the truth of what we truly are, um, if you really prepared to go deep into that and understand that we are all energy um, and by the way, this, that's science. It's not woo-woo. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back down to the very vibration of, of what we are as human beings and that we're all interconnected and we're all interconnected to something way bigger than us, then how can ego exist unless it's, it's falsely architected with our own minds? So it's for me, how do I do all that? I had to do a lot of thinking, a lot of studying, a lot of depth around that. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But I think, and, and, and it's no, um, there's no quick answers to that. Uh, and I'm not going to, and I think the, the work we're going to be doing with Diamond Life Design Andrea is we're not fudging anyone. There is no get quick, you know, quick fixes. Um, and you know, it's, it's, a, it's an evolution, so it should be. But equally, I'm not prepared to um, glaze over because a lot of the teachings out there at the moment have come actually what's happened is I think the deepest teachings are the historical teachings. You go back to the teachings of Buddha and you go, all of the stuff that was done 2000 years ago, over the time we've just actually 
bastardized the teachings, yeah, tried to simplify the teachings yeah. and watered it down to the point where we've actually lost the meaning yeah. um, and lost the point. So I know some of these things like the, the secret and the rest of it, don't get me wrong, they're interesting, but you've missed the depth. Um, you've missed the point. You've missed the origin story. Uh, so um, we are, and this is what Andrea and I have been creating, is like we're going to the origin stories, which means there's, there's depth and thinking needed. Um, because until you, you just putting a plaster on, it's not going to help it. Mm. Um, so, and by the way, my, you know, how do I, you know, how do you keep your ego in check constantly? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm with you. 100%. It's not, it's because ego is part of us. We've got our own identities uh, and it's always going to be there. And, and I've got to keep that because I know the, the damage it nearly did to me before. I have to be constantly in check with that. And, and then I have moments of success. That's very easy then to go, you know, yay, look at me. Um, but then if you do that, I can tell you now, you'll be shortly followed by a smack around the back of the head from the universe. So, yeah. I've, you know, we've got to keep that in check. And, and only if you understand the depths and the origin stories and the truth of who we are, um, can, can you do that? I, I, and this is, I think, where a lot of the personal development world has gone uh, way too superficial. Yeah, yeah. It's pandered to the, um, to the desire in the Western world for quick fixes, pandered to the short attention span. I've been guilty of it myself. You know, how do you find that connection point with people? Um, but yeah, I think what's, what's been interesting about these conversations, I mean, obviously they have a defined time period because you want people to actually listen to some of them. Um, so you can only go so deep with them. But um, my initial idea to keep them because of feedback to within 20 to 40 minutes has just gone out the window. I think the shortest is maybe just over 35 minutes mostly there up to an hour uh, and that's still only skimming the surface but at least it's an entryway at least it's provoking some thought and, and you know hopefully getting this conversation going a little bit more uh, and that's why i won't yeah I, I haven't been on social media for properly for a number of years i'll i'll pop up when wales wins in rugby or something every now just to uh, yes. to to poke my english friends um but apart from that you know i'm not these messages aren't going to be done in two minutes or three yeah. minutes it's not um and those people who want that i honor that and please knock yourselves out with that but you know the, the teachings that we're bringing are deep teachings this is why yeah. they're part of much deeper programs um yeah. and they need to be phased over time as well it's not a one-off hit um andrea and i the whole the first piece curriculum piece is is phased over a year because you don't just go in and do a training course in a day and it's done just doesn't work like that i'm sitting here 20 years later two decades of work um uh, a library the size of this room twice over in in my other room there uh, and i'm still i'm still a novice still learning still got a lot of places to go but if you think we're going to do that in a day or here's a quick training course, you're going to do it in six hours and then your life has changed, you might, have, might make a little start on that. That's good. But, you know, we've got to commit to mastery. And I think this is what I've been standing on the stages recently. I'm shifting um, some of my messaging because I'm going a lot harder um, and a lot punchier just going stop it yeah, stop yeah. thinking that we want to because we've done this whole study around regrets out there now and it's brutal right and everyone's just wanting a fix in two minutes um socials just perpetuated it um they think we could show up anything or learn anything in life in five minutes um and therefore that this just perpetuated this superficial layer all the time 
Um, and what that's left a massive void for is mastery. Mm. Um, because I have no interest in superficial learnings and little quick fixes here and there. I've got an interest in mastering what's important in life to me. And that's, if we look at the, the works of Malcolm Gladwell, he says 10,000 hours. Mm. Um, and there's a controversy around that, that actually maybe 20. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't care. 10,000 hours is a good place to start. If you look at my mountains, I spent 10,000 hours on the mountains. I spent 10,000 hours on the, on the stages. And it's that whole, and do you know what? It's worth it because mastery's evolved. Um, same for meditation, same for health, same for my relationships. And you go, I, w- I want to seek mastery. A mastery is never attained, by the way. Anyone that's sitting there going, I'm a master, which is, that's the other dark side of spirituality and, and personal development, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, is, I've talked about the land of there. Oh, I, I seek mastery. I will never be one. Yeah, right? There is In no there. Mastery is a journey, um, and, it yeah. will, and it's a continuous journey till the day we die. Um, so, but that involves commitment, depth, uh, and real learning. Um, uh, and again, that's where Andrea and I are coming from, is that we are not going superficial. We, we want to bring mastery, and, and not just from us as well. You know, We're not putting ourselves up as we're the masters, but we are bringing in all of our greatest friends to go really deep on the subjects that matter. Mm. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I love that you're doing that. Um, for anyone that's listening, because I know we, we have to watch the time for you, um, for anyone that's listening to this and thinks damn straight I need that that is speaking to me at a level I don't even understand but my god I have a compulsion to follow it um, <laughs> how will they be able to find out more about that and get involved with that we aren't well we haven't launched it yet but it's coming out and I think by the time this podcast is released and everything else it should be out and about but yeah. just come over to dairy um d-e-r-i dairy.live um, so that will be the overarching my personal brand site, and in there you will, should start to see, or just come in, reach out to me, and, and you will start to see it evolving. Is Diamond Life Design, yeah. um, and those who know Andrea Pennington, you'll see it'll be coming. We will both be launching that now in the coming months. But um, it's it's been a work of passion for the last few years, actually. Andrea and I have been filming on it for um, almost eighteen months, two years. So uh, we should have launched it last year. We just uh, timing. Yeah, I, re- I remember the seeds being sown. I yeah, we, and it's all been there. It's all been there ready to go. But timing, timing took over in other ways. But it's, I always believe everything happens for a reason. So it's, the timing's now and it feels right. So I'm yeah, looking yeah, forward yeah. to it. It's going to be part of something much deeper. Um, and also, I think that's, that's the point of... We, I just didn't want to do this in, a, in the usual way. So yeah. and now we've found a way of doing it way deeper with people. And I really respect that. Um, so how does it how does it feel to be able to stand here and and share everything you've shared? <laughs> I can't even summarise it because there's a lot of richness. I think you'll be amazed when you play this back, even in the short time we've had. Um, how does it feel to have reached this point in your life and in your work to be doing what you're doing, to be able to stand here, take full ownership of all aspects of you unapologetically? How does that feel? Um, I don't know. It feels natural. Uh, it's like for me, and I think that comes back to it. It's the, there is, it just feels for, for this conversation, like I've known you for years, Helen. So this is, this was when you asked me to do this is like, it's like us having a conversation. Um, we would sit down and have this conversation if we were sitting across the table from each other. Mm-hmm. So it feels natural. Um, and 
And yeah, I've lot, I've shed a lot of the ego. I'm still, there's still parts to go. They'll always be there. It's always going to be a battle. Um, but you know, I, I do stand unapologetically and I will share openly my experiences. Mm. Um, and that, and to be, that doesn't really feel, it just feels natural now. Um, and it's, and it's meant to be what it's meant to be. I am, um, uh, it's new. One of my top values is radical transparency, um, which is, I just call it as it is. Um, I take a breath before I do so sometimes to make sure that it's coming from the right intent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it usually is. Um, so, uh, but yes, it's great to serve you. I've been watching you and your journey and uh, you. giving you a little nudge in your journey. Beautiful to see you here in your flow and in your shine doing what you do best. Um, and it's just a real pleasure to have that conversation with you. Oh, bless you. Well, likewise, I'm, de- I'm delighted. I'm delighted we get to be part of each other's journeys in our in our own ways. So so thank you. I I'd love to pick this conversation up another time maybe. And um and I'm just really really grateful. I'm grateful for your time. I'm grateful for all you're putting out into the world and I'm grateful for your part in me getting more out into the world as well. So thank you. Bless 100%. <laughs> And thanks for bringing a boy in. You know, we need a little bit of a I brought boy. a boy in. I have brought a boy in. So, um, yeah, I love that you are, you know, like when you get to that place in life where you can just inhabit who you are and, and, and yield to something far bigger and just let it come through in whatever way and, and just, it's just liberate. It's the most liberating place to be in life, I think. And I yes. that in you, Doesn't I mean, know it's where I am and I know it might shift, but right now I'm loving it and I'm loving that you're there too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Turning Point Project. If you found this episode useful, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast as it really makes a difference and will only take a moment. If you'd like to continue the conversation or ask me any questions, come and connect with me over on Instagram at Helen Rebello Author or join the free magical life movement at HelenRebello.com. Have a gorgeous, gorgeous day and I'll catch you in the next episode.